Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father, through His Son, Jesus Christ, our risen Lord. Amen. The Word of God that calls for our attention this morning comes to us from the Old Testament reading from Genesis 22. And Isaac said to his father Abraham, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. He said, Behold, the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So far our text. Young Isaac asks his aged father Abraham a simple question. A question that seemed to him to be a no-brainer. To his father, Isaac might as well have just thrust his hand into his chest and ripped out his heart. What question was that? Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for burnt offering? A simple question, yet its complex answer has great ramifications today. Where is the lamb? Isaac believed that they had left it behind or had wandered off. But Abraham reassures him, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. Choking back tears, Abraham reassures his son what would later be written down by their descendant David. None who wait for you shall be put to shame. Tears welling up in his eyes, Abraham confesses his faith in God's providence. He previously testified to this to the young men who had accompanied them so far. I and the boy will go over there and worship, and we will come again to you. His faith doesn't waver. The writer to the Hebrews says, He considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. Abraham fully expected to walk down Mount Moriah with his son Isaac. God provided the faith for Abraham to believe this most impossible command and promise. So Abraham and Isaac faithfully climbed the mountain. They built the altar. They laid the wood across the top. Then Abraham tied Isaac up and laid him on top of the wood. He raised his hand with the knife to kill his son, his only son. But God had other plans. As Abraham was steeling himself to thrust the knife into his son's heart, God calls out from heaven, Do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing that you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Abraham's faith is rewarded with God sparing Isaac. But the question still remains, where is the lamb? Behind him, Abraham hears the bleeding of a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. Abraham releases Isaac and sacrifices the ram instead of his son, showing that all the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness. And on the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. A sacrifice was made. God was worshipped properly. The lamb is on the altar. But the main thing provided on Mount Moriah is not the ram caught in the thicket. It's the strengthening of Abraham's faith. Abraham's faith was blessed because as God himself says, you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. In response to Abraham's faithfulness, God provides a blessing. Another blessing that builds upon the first one. Faith building upon faith. The very same God who told Abraham, I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great. 
Now says, I will surely bless you, and I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of the heavens and as the sand that is on the seashore. And in your offspring all shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. But the ram on Mount Moriah was not the only lamb. That ram was not the only substitution. Day after day, year after year, Generation after generation, starting with Abraham's sacrifice on Moriah, the high priest would sacrifice lambs imitating Abraham's faith that God will provide for himself a lamb for the burnt offering. Not only on Mount Moriah, not only at the tabernacle, not only at the temple, but there was one more lamb, a greater lamb, who would truly be the substitution for Abraham, for Isaac, and for you and for me. Where is the lamb? God provides him 42 generations later. God provides him on another hill. Another hill that becomes famous and infamous by a sacrifice. Sacrificed not on a regular altar built of stone, but on a torturous cross made of wood. A sacrifice not only resulting in temporal death, a sacrifice resulting in the consummation and the fulfillment of everlasting death. Who is this Lamb? He is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, who is baptized by John in the Jordan. After being tempted by Satan in the wilderness for 40 days, he proclaimed the gospel saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Jesus is the Lamb who substitutes for more than one man. His sacrifice on the cross is more than a one-to-one substitution. His sacrifice on the cross is the substitution for every person on earth, past, present, and future. He took away the sin of the whole world in His once-for-all sacrifice. In this sacrifice, the Father does not stay His hand. The death blow is delivered with full force. Where is the Lamb? He's hanging on the cross. One perfect final offering. Suffering for the sins of the world, yet ruling over all creation in His mysterious majesty. There in the dark, Jesus begins His reign as the King of kings and Lord of lords. On the cross, the Lamb of God takes away the sin of the world. On the cross, the Lamb reveals His greatest mystery. He dies your death. Through His death, the Lamb becomes your great refuge and fortress. Where is the Lamb? He's reigning on His throne. Jesus' sacrifice on the cross was not the end of the story. You don't believe in a dead Savior. A dead Savior does you no good. A dead Savior leaves you wallowing in your sins. You need a risen Savior. And that Savior, the Lamb, has been raised from the dead. His sacrifice on the cross is only half the story. It's only one side of salvation's coin. His resurrection is the other. With His resurrection and later ascension, Jesus takes His rightful place on the Father's throne. St. John sees that happen in his revelation. Jesus appears as a land as a lamb standing as though it had been slain. He had been slain, but he is no longer dead. 
He now shares the throne of His Father, from which He has reigned since before the creation of the world. Through His reigning in heaven, He strengthens us to fight our ancient foe by giving us His own righteousness. Only His righteousness gives us the might and the strength to stand up against Him. Only His righteousness allows us to be blessed in this life. St. James writes in his epistle, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Jesus, the Lamb of God, has shown us what this looks like. His ascension into heaven, receiving the eternal crown of glory, the crown of life that was his from the very beginning, that's his to give to each and every one, who follows him. But also, the Father gives him power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Everything he already had. But he was also promised these great blessings to those who believe in him. He does this because all the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness. Everything God has done has been because of his steadfast love and faithfulness even commanding Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. The son through whom God had promised, through Isaac shall your offspring be named. God's steadfast love is shown through his provision of the ram on Mount Moriah. God's faithfulness is shown through Jesus being born as a descendant of Isaac. Where is the lamb? A simple question with a complex answer. He is on the cross being your substitute against God's wrath being poured out against sin. He is on His heavenly throne, strengthening you to stand against the trials of this life. He is sitting on the throne of your heart, blessing you to stand firm in His love and faithfulness. Amen.